What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of the Sideline Story. I'm your host, Justin Benson, and we are going to get right into it, man. The NBA season is back. This is probably one of the most unpredictable seasons that we're going to have in the next couple years. You know, recently it's been you knew who was going to do it. Your predictions was going to be right, and everybody knew it. You was going to have the Warriors out the West. Before last season, you going to have LeBron out the East. Um, this season, it's up for grabs. You got five or six teams out the West who can make it out. You got two or three teams out the East who can make it out. So this this year is going to be an unpredictable season. Of course, this is the year of the dynamic duos, of course. seem like everybody got a dynamic duo now. Uh, the shift of the league is just changing, man, especially with the big decision the Kawhi made this offseason. So I'm going to dive right into the opening night and the first couple of nights that we've had of the NBA season. First, of course, my Lakers, man, they disappointed me on their first night, man. Lost to the Clippers, 112-102. For the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard did have 30 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. Lou Williams had 21-7. Um, he outscored the Lakers bench by itself, which is a problem already. And Montrezl Hero had 17 points and 7 rebounds. For the Lakers, uh, we got a great sighting out of Danny Green. He had 28 points, shot the ball really well. Really got us back in that game in the third and fourth quarter. Anthony Davis, he had 25 points, 9 rebounds. He played okay. He had 8 for 12 from the field. Um, I expected a better performance out of him. I mean, the overall numbers do sound okay, but he didn't just play as great as I thought he would. And LeBron had 18 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. He was 7-19 from the field. He didn't look as good as I expected him to look either. But, hey, it's game one. We'll see how that works out. Um, with that being said, we're going to jump right into it with this topic, at least with my team, the Lakers. So um, we're going to ask the question of, First of all, did Tuesday night show that the Clippers are now the team in L.A.? Um, in my opinion, I'm saying, uh, I don't think this game really showed they were the best team in L.A. It's just game one. Neither team was fully healthy. Of course, the Clippers were missing Paul George. The Lakers were missing Rondo and Kyle Kuzma, who will be two guys who off the bench. Of course, Paul George would be a big, uh, big player for them as well. So the Clippers' chemistry now is better than the team of the Lakers right now just because they've They've had the same team. They just added Kawhi and Paul George. They really kept the same core guys. Um, you add Kawhi and PG, who are both guys who are not ball-dominant guys. They don't have to have the ball. They can come off screens. They can shoot from the perimeter. They can post up, and they love to play defense. You're adding guys who, who want to just fit into the culture. Kawhi's not a big personality guy anyway. Paul George, I mean, yeah, he has some personality, but he's not like he just needs the ball, needs to be in front of everything, needs to be in, you know, in front of the cameras. These two guys just fit in with their culture. They have a bunch of guys who are going to be dogs, who are going to lock up, who are going to pest you 94 feet, especially Pat Beverly, who's their point guard. He's going to be a pest, of course, the trash talking. He's the he's the bully leader on their team, man. The Lakers, on the other hand, you know, they had a brand-new team. They only had three players once they traded Anthony Davis. So when they brought in players alongside Elamron and Anthony Davis, they still have to learn each other. They still have to gel together. It's going to take some time. Uh, this is just This is not – Anything out the ordinary for a LeBron team, though. LeBron usually gets teams where they have to gel together. For example, the Heat, of course, that first uh, go-round, you know, they didn't start off too good, but they made it to the finals. So, I mean, I'm I'm not too worried about this Lakers team. I still like this. They'll be in the uh, conference finals. They just have to gel together. My big uh, concern from takeaway from uh, Tuesday night was LeBron's performance. LeBron didn't play as well as we expect him to play. I'm um, pretty sure no, uh, nobody expected him to come out and play the way he did. Yes, he did have 18 points, 9 assists, and 8 rebounds, but he just didn't look as good as I thought he would be. He looked old, maybe even rusty in the fourth quarter, and he had more turnovers than points. He didn't take over the game. 
Um, everybody was just expecting something more from LeBron. He did, you know, all that talking on Twitter and, and Instagram about reclaiming the throne and taking my crown back after, you know, everybody been saying Kawhi Leonard's best player in the uh, league. And Tuesday night, he just didn't show it, man. I mean, it's just game one. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. But after Tuesday night, it looked like Kawhi was the better player. He had 30 points. He guarded LeBron on defense end. He showed, you know, that he was in attack mode and he's ready to go take that crown, man. I mean, Kawhi just looked better overall. He looked like he was in better shape. He played harder. He he just looked better. LeBron didn't look engaged. He didn't look interested. I mean, the first quarter he did come out, you know, kind of playing aggressive, and then he just started deferring to Anthony Davis and just looked like he was going like, AD, win us the game. And, I mean, I know he said he's passing the torch to Anthony Davis, but LeBron still has to be in attack mode at all times. Um, And for that to happen, he has to, he has to do that for them to be championship contenders. They're still championship contenders, of course. You can't never count out LeBron, and, and you definitely can't count him out now that he has Anthony Davis alongside of him. And then they'll still get Kyle Kuzma back, who's also a scorer. So that, that's... That's three guys that'll be a tough matchup for anyone in the Western Conference playoffs. I still feel like these guys will make it to the Western Conference Finals. This is my prediction for Western Conference Finals matchup will be the Clippers and the uh, Lakers. One thing the Lakers are missing is a certified bucket getter off the bench, which, I mean, it might change once Kuzma comes back, but he's not just that go-get-it bucket kind of player. Like, the Clippers have Lou Williams off the bench who can just go get a bucket. I feel like the Lakers need somebody like that, maybe like a Jamal Crawford or... I'll even take Melo, you know what I'm saying, at this point. They just need a bucket getter. And those two guys are guys who can come down and give you, you know, 15 to 20 points off the bench. And that's something the Lakers need consistently on a nightly basis. They can help them better off in the um, as the season progresses. Next, we're just going to go through and do just score recaps from the um, games from the first two nights. <clears throat> of course, opening night, we also saw the Pelicans lose to the Raptors. The Raptors, Siakam had 34 points, 18 rebounds. Fred Van Fleet had 34 points. Kyle Lowry had 22 points on 415 shooting. And Ibaka had 13 points. The Pelicans, Brandon Ingram led them in scoring to 22 points. J.J. Redick had 16. Drew Holiday had 13. Alonzo Ball had 8 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds. Um, this Pelicans team is going to be really exciting, especially once Zion does come back. They're going to be a really exciting team. They don't have a, a go-to guy for late-game situations, and that kind of hurt them uh, on opening night against the Raptors because they couldn't get easy buckets. Um, starting with last night, the Timberwolves defeated the Nets 127-126. Carlton Towns came out with a vengeance, had 36 points, 14 rebounds. Andrew Wiggins, t- 21 points. Covington, 15 points. Jeff Teague, 14 points. Kyrie Irving, of course, had the big night, 50 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Karis LeVert helped him out with 20 points. Terrian Prince had 15 points. Joe Harris and Spencer Dinwiddie had 14 points apiece. Kyrie, in my opinion, uh, put on a great show back home with his uh Back where he came from, it was a year after his granddad died. So, of course, he wanted to go out with a bang and show, show the city he was back, ready to, ready to compete, and he did that, man. He looked unstoppable. He scored at will. And Kyrie's probably the most skilled point guard we have in the game right now, just skill-wise, because he can finish with either hand. He can dribble. He can shoot. He, can, he can't be stopped. Only thing that's going to stop Kyrie is himself. Um, next, we got the Pistons and the Pacers. The Pistons beat the Pacers 119-110 on opening night. D-Rose had 18 points, uh, 9 assists. Luke Kennard had 30. Andre Drummond had 32 and 23 rebounds. The Jazz beat the Thunder. Donovan Mitchell had 32 points, 14-22 shooting. Bogdanovich had 16 points. Shea Gilgis had 26 points. 
Kirsch Paul had 22 points, 8 rebounds. Gallinari had 21 points as the Jazz defeated the Thunder, of course, 195. The Bulls fell to the Hornets, 126-125. to 125. For the Hornets, P.J. Washington had 27 points, 7 three-pointers. Dwayne Bacon stepped up big, 22 points. Devontae Graham stepped up, 23 points as well. Uh, for the Bulls, Lori Markkinen had a sensational game, 35 points, 17 rebounds. Zach Levine had 16 points. Kobe White and Thaddeus Young both put up 17 points apiece. Both of these teams will be end of the pack teams, but they'll be exciting to watch just because of their young cores that they have. The Magic defeated the Cavs. Vucevic had 21 points, nine rebounds. Evan Forner had 16 points, and a shocker, Markel Fultz had 12 points. He showed flashes last uh, the other night playing. He had a good dunking transition, and so he maybe can be back to what he once was. For the Cavs, Colin Sexton led him in scoring with 16 points. Tristan Thompson had 16 and 11 rebounds. Seti Osmond had 13 points uh, for the Cavs. Darius Garland had eight. He didn't really play too well, but he'll come around as the season progresses. The Celtics fall to the 76ers on Wednesday night. Ben Simmons had 24 points, nine assists, eight rebounds. Embiid and Tobias Harris both had 15 points. Al Horford had 16 points, and Josh Richardson had 17 points. For the Celtics, Gordon Hayward led him in scoring. With 25 points, Jason Tatum had 21 points, 10 rebounds. Ennis Cantor and Kimball Walker had 12 points apiece. Um, this team didn't look as good as I thought it would look either. I feel like Kimba has to get adjusted to playing with guys who can score because he's just used to being that guy. And now he has Hayward and Tatum who who both can score. Jalen Brown didn't play well after getting all that money, so maybe he can come uh, along and see them aggressive as well. Um, next, the Grizzlies fall to the Heat, 120-101. Jimmy Butler didn't play for the birth of his daughter. Justice Winslow had 27 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. Then you also had Tyler Harrow who, and Bam Adebayo, who combined for 28 points. Bam had 11 rebounds. And Kendrick Nunn, the undrafted rookie, had 24 points. The Grizzlies, John Moran had 14 points. Jaron Jackson had 17 points. The Mavericks, they... uh. Beat the Wizards 108 to 100. Luka Doncic had 34 points and 9 rebounds. Porzingis had 23 points. For the Wizards, Bradley Bill had 19 points, 9 assists, and 6 rebounds. Thomas Bryant and Ray Hachimuro, 14 points apiece. And Mo Wagner had 13 points. The Wizards might have the worst starting lineup in the NBA. I I hate to say it, but they're probably not going to be too good at all. Unless John Wall decides to come back. The Knicks lost to the Spurs 120 to 112. Lamarcus Aldridge had 22 points. Eight rebounds. Jonathan Murray had 18 points, eight rebounds, six assists. DeMar DeRozan and Rudy Gay had 13 points apiece, and Brian Forbes had 20. For the Knicks, Marcus Morris led him in scoring with 26 points. Julius Randle had 25 points, 11 rebounds. Rookie R.J. Barrett had 21 points, and Kevin Knox had 13. Moving on, the Suns defeated the Kings 124-95. Devin Booker, 22 points, 10 assists. Kelly Oubre, 21 points. DeAndre Aiden, 18 points, 11 rebounds. Ricky Rubio, Javon Carter, 11 points apiece. For the Kings, Buddy, Buddy Hill actually played up to his potential with the money. He had 28 points. Marvin Bagley, 14 points, 10 rebounds, but he got injured. He's out for a couple weeks after that game. And Harrison Barnes had 12s. And the last game of Wednesday night that was really an, an intriguing game was the Nuggets, and, and they beat the Trailblazers 108-100 to as well. Nikola Jokic had 20 points, 13 rebounds. Will Barton, 19 points. Jamal Murray, 14 points, 6 assists. For the Trailblazers, Damian Lillard had 32 points. Hassan Whiteside had 16 points, 19 rebounds. Rodney Hood had 13 points, and C.J. McCollum had 12 points. C.J. didn't play too well. He didn't shoot the ball very well, but it'll change. 
Of course, we all know C.J. McCollum is, is a guy who can score with ease, and we'll have to just, you know, keep that up. These two guards, Tatum, Damon, C.J., will be a, a great one coming in the future anyway. Um, Now we're going to move over to last night's uh, games from the NBA. And where I'm going to start with is the Hawks. Of course, the Hawks beat the Pistons last night. And I, we saw a great matchup between Derrick Rose and Trey Young. Derrick Rose ended with 27 points. Um, he really was attacking, and it looked like the old D. Rose. Andre Drummond had 21 points. He also had 12 rebounds for the Hawks. Like I said, Trey Young, he had 38 points, 9 assists. Then you had Jabari Parker, who had 18. John Collins had 18. DeAndre Hunter had 14. For this Hawks team, they're going to be really exciting. I'm waiting on Cam Reddish to to finally, you know, just go out and and, and show why he should be in the league. He had one point last night on all succeed shooting, but he'll come. <clears throat> For the Bucks, they defeated the Rockets last night. We got a glance at the first chance of uh, James and Russ working together. For the Bucks, Giannis had 30. He had 11 assists, 13 rebounds. Wesley Matthews was second and scoring with 14 points. Brooke Lopez had 11. Chris Middleton had 11. Eric Bledsoe had 11. This Bucks team is, is going to be really good in the Eastern Conference. I don't know if they have enough to win the finals because if without Giannis, they really don't have enough. For the Rockets team, um, Russell Westbrook had 24 points on 7 of 17 shooting. Harden shot 2 of 13 from the field with 19 points. He didn't really play as well. He had 14 assists, though. P.J. Tucker had 17, and Clint Capella had 13. Uh, this Rockets team, they have to figure out the ball situation between Harden and Westbrook, of course. Once that happens, maybe it can change. We'll have to see how that goes, of course. Then Tony's offense doesn't really fit fit a two a two guard like offense, so he'll have to change that eventually because it's not going to work out the best way the way I think at least. Last game of the night last night was the Clippers and the Warriors, and the Clippers are showing that they're what people thought they were going to be a defensive team who has one of the best players in the NBA on their team scoring wise. Um, Kawhi had 21 points last night, nine assists. Patrick Patterson had 20 points off the bench. Uh, Yvonne Zubak had 16 points, 10 rebounds off the bench. These guys have a lot of players, man. Montrezl Hill had 18 points. Lou Will had 22 points off the bench. So they have a lot of scoring options on that team, man. And as long as Lou Williams is putting up 20 points off the bench, Montrezl Hill putting up 18 points, they're going to beat anybody they play. Those two guys are going to come off and score more than any other bench. For the Warriors... Uh, of course, Steph Curry had 23 points. He didn't shoot too well. He was 8 of 20 from the field, 2 from 11 from 3. It's going to be hard for Steph to get as many open shots now that he doesn't have the space in the Clay Thompson and KD on the team. But they're going to have to work through that, of course. Um, D'Angelo Russell had 20 points, 8 assists. Draymond Green had 11 points. Draymond has to develop a jump shot and and do it quickly for this team to be as best they can be. Glenn Robinson Jr. had 13 points. Man, it's, it's, it's going to be hard for Steph to get as many buckets as he wants to. It, they don't have enough force placing as he's used to because Clay's not on the court. KD is a great scorer, not on the court. His second best player right now, of course, is D'Angelo Russell, and he needs the ball in his, in his hand. D'Lo shot 6 to 16 from the field, which isn't as it was, isn't good anyway, but they'll gel together as the team goes on. The Clippers definitely look like the best team in the West right now, according uh over this past first few uh, days of the, of the schedule. But. It'll change the season progresses. More teams get gelled together. They get more chemistry, and it'll work out better. 
So um, with that being said, this is the end of the sideline story. I'll be back Tuesday to discuss weekend games. Tonight, I will be checking into the Lakers and the Jazz game. I hope my Lakers can bring it out. I need LeBron to come out with a different mindset, come out and just dominate. And with that being said, man, this is Sideline Story. Thank you for listening.